Hello and welcome back to the Run the Day podcast. I'm your host, Nick Simmons. With me as always is Kamala LaPrey. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys have had a chance to check out some of our uh, previous guests, athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs. Today's guest is a really incredible woman. She is a celebrity trainer among many other talents that she has. It's Nicole Winhofer. She's trained the likes of Madonna, Kate Hudson, Molly Sims, Spike Jones. The list goes on and on. She certainly appreciates fitness, but what really blew me away is how humble she is. I mean, this is a woman with 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. She's got studios in downtown New York. She's got fitness videos. I mean, she is so talented, but when you listen to her talk, she just kind of seems like your best friend that you've been totally. you've grown up with, right? Yeah. And it, that's the crazy part is she's created this huge empire and she's still so humble, you know, having this conversation with us and, you know, she seems so rooted in her foundation. Yeah. And it's incredible to hear this woman talk. She has so many goals and mm -hmm. she recognizes what she's trying to bite off. In fact, she says, you know, I'm a little scared or nervous yeah. about how much I'm trying to do right now. But when I pressed her a little bit on that, she had a plan built up. She mm -hmm. These aren't just wishes out there. These are concrete goals that she has built a plan of how she's going to manage. And I love when she says, I break my years down into quarters. So three month chunks. If she tries to to wrap her mind around all that she needs to accomplish in an entire calendar year, it's just, it's, it's intimidating. Overwhelming, yeah. But if she breaks it down into quarters and, and even more specifically, she breaks that down into to weeks and days and exactly what she wants to accomplish yeah. each day, she finds that it's very manageable and she's able to accomplish huge things. Yeah. And I appreciated that about her and her conversation, just how authentic and real she was about everything that's going on. And I love when she said, what you consistently do on a daily basis determines who you are and the life you're going to create. And I just know that Nicole is going to create an amazing life because of the way that she breaks down her days and, you know, what she's planning to do. She speaks like, you know, someone with wisdom, you know, decades beyond how old she actually totally. is. But she's she's very much in tune with, you know, she talks about energies and the universe. And mm -hmm. she's had the privilege, you know, this incredible opportunity of being surrounded by some really talented, successful people yeah. that she's trained. And rather than just, you know give to them these workouts, she's also sitting there and learning what it takes to be successful. Yeah. She's kind of identified some key characteristics of these people that she's training. You know, they get up early and they set very concrete goals. And when they make decisions that, you know, they make them with conviction and, and she kind of goes down that path of what mm -hmm. she's learned from these really successful people and applied them to her own life. Yep. You know, that's just an incredibly, another aspect of her humility, just saying, okay, I'm going to learn everything that I can from these people and, and then try to be one of them myself. And she's done totally. a great job. Yeah. It's incredible. And you just see that she's having more and more exposure and experience based on what she's doing. Most recently she's been on Khloe Kardashian's revenge body, you know? So the more that she's doing, the more is coming her way. I don't know how she does it. Me neither. <laughs> she, she bi-coastal, bi managing her bi company. Bi-coastal lifestyle, multiple companies. You know, so so talented. I think you guys are really going to appreciate this one. This is Nicole Winhofer, and let's just get it going. Let's I mean, go into she, it. Yeah, let's, here we go. All right, here she is, coming from LA. It's Nicole Winhofer. Nicole, how are you? I'm great. It's so nice to be on your podcast, Nick. Thank you so much for joining us. How's LA today? It's beautiful. The weather is always beautiful, always shining. I used to train down there. I lived in Santa Monica and I loved running down in Venice and I loved running San Vicente. And I just remember every single day, 70 and sunny, like you didn't have to worry about the weather. <laughs> That's absolutely right. But you split your time a bit between LA and New York, right? 
Yes, I do. So I was born in New York and I started my brand in New York. And just last year, I made the move to LA because I was on Khloe Kardashian's Revenge Body. So they film out there and I have presence on both coasts with my private clients and my trainers. That's incredible. So I, I don't want to jump ahead. I, I know all of our listeners are really excited to hear about the celebrities you work with and just kind of your fitness philosophy. But I want to start hearing about you growing up in New York. What was that like? It's a big city, certainly. You know, what were you passionate about as a kid? I was definitely passionate about dance. So my mother's Filipino and Spanish and my dad is German, born in the Bronx. And growing up, I had, you know, a very different type of look. And so that was a huge challenge for me in defining my identity as a child and understanding who I am and what I enjoy. So dance definitely gave me that confidence. And it's a very physical sport, but it's also something that's very emotional. So I love the connection between the two. And yeah, New York is just, you have to learn how to survive and you need to learn how to process things quickly and organize your time because it's a really busy, crazy city. And if you don't have a plan, the concrete jungle can certainly eat you up. <laughs> I imagine so. We're calling you from our headquarters here in Eugene, Oregon, where things are a little slower. Um, I, saw, I saw a group of wild turkeys walking through downtown on my way to work today. <laughs> I thought oh hey, that's, it's not quite LA, but so you were, you were in, in, raised in an active home. I know you played multiple sports. It wasn't just dance. Tell us more about your youth, you know, what your parents were like and, and how you got encouraged to be active. Yes. Yeah, so both my parents were actually in sports. My mom was a black belt in Taekwondo and played badminton in the Philippines. And my father was a huge soccer player at Fordham Bronx. And when I started doing my activities, running and dancing and diving and swimming were part of my extracurricular activities. I was a short distance track runner and also a butterfly and freestyle 100 meter swimmer and also um, a three meter platform diver. So sports is definitely been something that ran in my family, the competitive aspect, and most importantly, the training. I trained every single morning before school and every single afternoon after school. And I really dedicated myself. And some people call me obsessive <laughs> and I am, but that when I said, yeah, when I set my mind to something, like I, I just do it. I love it. I love that attitude. And I, that's kind of how you've always been from a young age. You, you would say you learned that through the process of, of training for these sports. Absolutely. That mindset and um, visualizing it first in your mind and then physicalizing it with your practice and what you consistently do on a daily basis is going to define who you are and your the life you've created. And you've chosen sports, you know, with like you mentioned swimming and running and dancing, you're becoming an all around athlete. You're not a one trick pony doing just one movement over and over again. You're really becoming an all around athlete. Yeah. So doing cross training like that gives you elements that you can um, practice and take from each of the different sports. So running the kind of like push off that you need to, to win and, and run really fast. And then with the diving, there's a lot of grace and poise and execution on the perfection of the form with swimming. It was definitely a team sport and learning how to improve the strokes and how to, you know, just practice to increase your speed. So it was definitely something that I gained a lot of knowledge doing all these different types of sports but dance one dance is the best <laughs> yeah i wish i could could speak to that i may have danced a total of five minutes in my <laughs> life when you run around in circles you lose all coordination and you can tell it when, <laughs> when i step on a dance floor but so tell me after high school what was the plan where did you go off to school did you decide to start working you know I, i'd love to hear that story 
Yeah. I started auditioning in the city when I was 12 years old for Broadway. And I was going in after school. My grandma would drive me to the city and I would study at Broadway Dance Center with all the adults. I was 12 years old. And then they would have auditions for like the musical Big or Music Man where they were hiring kids. And finally, the casting director, I went in like 21 times for Music Man and he just stood up and he's like, Nicole, you can't sing. I'm sending you to my voice coach friend. So for a year, I started to train with him every weekend and practice. And then my senior year of high school, I actually booked 42nd Street, the Broadway first national tour. So I didn't go to my senior prom, but I was on the road with 42nd Street. And from there, I just started working on Broadway and I did um, Bombay Dreams and Wicked as well. Incredible. Wow. What a resume. And so are you still into fitness at this point? Are you really focused on being an entertainer or they kind of go hand in hand for you? Definitely hand in hand, because the one thing I learned on 42nd Street was, oh my God, I'm making all this money and I can buy my friend dinner and I'm doing the same show eight days a week. So it's really easy to lose that discipline of your practice, flexibility, your core, your exercises. So I was still training while I was doing these shows to make sure that I was staying ready so I didn't have to get ready. But traveling on the road is certainly another type of challenge that um, I face. Like when you're moving all the time and traveling, you don't have that set routine that is easier to find when you're in one place at one time. Certainly. I'm sure so many of our listeners can identify with that. It's so easy when you have a set routine, right? When you're not traveling and you have your your own gym equipment, or you, you know, you're guaranteed to go do this at this time. I remember, you know, as a pro athlete traveling around the world, there is no schedule, right? That you just, you literally have to roll with the punches and you just got to make your priorities happen. And I can't imagine doing eight shows per week and trying to, you know, work around that and and everything that your schedule must've been demanding. Would you say you're learning, you know, you were learning incredible time management skills throughout all this as well? Oh yeah. Time management at a very young age, because there was no, you know, mom picking you up from school or like making you dinner or lunch. Like you had to fet for yourself. So time management is still something I even struggle with because the more you achieve or the more you do, the more you onboard or attract. So for me, like prioritizing is really, really challenging for me. And it's a daily lesson. Absolutely. How do you manage all that with a bi-coastal lifestyle? How do you divide up your year between New York and LA? Uh, That's a great question. I definitely break my years up into quarters. And what I was fortunate with when I moved to LA was that I had a team of seven trainers in New York and one operational manager here in New York. So I had set up the business and it was running for about two years out of the standard hotel on the High Line. And I was able to leave and keep that business running with all of the clients and all of the students that have been working with me for the past four years. So last year, I would say it was 50-50. I would fly in and line up meetings. I would teach my privates. I would teach class. I would also do the teacher training to brush up anything and learn what's been working, what hasn't been working. This year has been a little bit different because I have been doing a deep dive into my business. It's just three years old and learning like what is working and what's not working. And I kind of threw organic spaghetti on the wall and see what's stuck in the past two years. And now I have like all of these different things kind of sticking like my videos and my socials and my privates and my trainers and my group classes and the private training. And now I need to make some, you know, decisions in where I'm going to put my time and focus. So I'm going to be in New York for the last three months of the year because I'm opening a studio next year. And that's in downtown Soho, I think you said. 
Yeah. Very cool. Uh, just, it's so funny. You, you mentioned that as you, you know, you do more and you get more accomplishments, it attracts more opportunities. <laughs> and I, yeah. I remember, I can't remember which entrepreneur said this, but they said that as you get more and more successful, the most critical skill that you will develop is saying no. Because well, there, it's there's yeah. so many opportunities. You're looking around. You're like, I have to be very, very selective of where I put my time at this point. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. So I make sure you that. remember to say no sometimes. <laughs> so how did you get into training? You know, I mean, obviously you were an athlete, and obviously you loved entertainment business. You mentioned that you got uh, run down the list again for our listeners of some of the incredible celebrities that you've worked with. Oh gosh, I'm, you just gave me the chills because I. I got to work with the most amazing people like Madonna and Spike Jones and Stephen Klein and Stella McCartney and Jennifer Connelly and Rachel Weiss and Kate Hudson and Ellen Pompeo. And all of these people, they use their subconscious mind to create their art, their work and their life. And I noticed like my role with them was keeping them fresh and outside their thinking rational mind and moving more into the subconscious. So my training method is rooted in rhythm and music and toning all of the muscles and not just doing linear movements, but it's really about fatiguing them mentally, physically, and spiritually so that they're just not thinking and they're just in their truth. And being able to work with these people, I learned a lot. And all successful people share the same attributes and characteristics. They're up really early. They're really definitive about their decisions. They have excellent time management. They know what they want. They know themselves. And it's just such a great experience that I was able to share with each and every one of them. Nicole, it's so cool to hear you say that as you're working with these clients, you're observing common characteristics. You know, we've done a little over 12 interviews now with wow. you know, people that we, like yourself, that we feel are, are very successful. And we are noticing the same pattern of these. These are the characteristics of successful people. And it's, it's exactly, you nailed it right on the head. They're up early. They make definitive decisions. And whether they're the right or the wrong decisions, they work hard to make them the right decision. Right. It's just, there are certainly some common characteristics of successful people. No question about it. Absolutely. And yeah, I think you just reminded me too, like making a decision or a choice is better than procrastinating and not making a choice. 100% agree. And I'm going through that challenge right now where I'm, I'm kind of procrastinating a little bit, making some decisions and thank you for reminding me to just make a choice. Just make a choice. <laughs> just make a choice and then make sure it's the right one by what you do after you've made that choice, right? Right. Right. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier when my business partner and I launched Run Gum. You know, we brought that product to market in about four months. And I remember there were so many decisions that needed to be made. And we hemmed and hawed. And then finally, uh, we were just like, well, you just got to make a decision. And it, it'll, it is what it is. And we're going to work hard to make it be right. And, you know, starting a business, which you obviously have experience doing, or just, you know, some people get bogged down in just the minutia of the day-to-day Living, yeah. you know, what outfit am I going to wear? Might cause somebody 30 minutes of stress and anxiety when she's, <laughs> it's it's so unimportant in the big scheme of things. And I think, you know, there's the extremes where you hear of, of people wearing the same outfit every single day so they don't yeah. have to worry about that or eating the exact same meal every single day so they don't have to think about that. I don't know that we need to go that far. But I do think there's something to be said for stripping your day down to the essentials. And, you know, you've got the studio launch, you've got the special videos that you're putting out. Um, you've got your private clients. I mean, you have so many decisions that have to be made every day. How do you strip out some of that ancillary, you know, minutia so that you can really focus on the, the avenues that are really important to you? 
Yeah. I mean, you touched upon it. I think my wardrobe, like I love shopping. I'm a girl and I have a thousand pair of shoes and a thousand pieces of clothes. And I just went through a huge let go because I realized that the amount of brain fumes I waste on making decisions with what I'm wearing is such a waste. And I know Mark Zuckerberg wears like the same thing almost like every day and he has like three options in his closet. So I've worked to do the same thing and have like 10 pairs of pants, one skirt, one dress. That's been working well. I do eat the same thing every day. So I'm vegan and I plan two shopping trips. They take 30 minutes. I have my list. I have a mixture of prepared foods and then raw foods that don't take that much time. And then I do meal prep. I'll eat out once or twice a week. I'm, you know, saving on eating out. And I also feel like sometimes when I'm eating out, it takes away from like the nutritious foods that I put in my stomach when I prepare them. And I think the most important thing for me is planning out my month. So I plan out in quarters loosely, like I set monthly goals for each month. And then when it comes down to the month, I plan my month from the time I'm going to wake up to the time I'm going to go to bed. I leave a couple of windows in there where I have free time, but typically I'm working 17 hours a day. I'm in bed for seven and I split my time between talking to my advisors, working on my social media, private training, doing the back end admin, teacher training content. So if I'm not utilizing my time and if I'm not being effective with my time, I know that I can't be an effective leader. So I try and plan the day before I start the day. I love that. I I just absolutely love that. I love how you break things down into bite-sized pieces. You know, we talk about that so much here on the Run the Day podcast. The people who seem most successful, talking about, you know, characteristics of, of successful people, they have these audacious goals, but they're so good at breaking them down into something very, very manageable. You'll appreciate this as a former sprinter. We had a two-time, or excuse me, an Olympian who was a former football player, Devin Allen, on the show. And I said, Devin, how fast do you think you can run the 110 hurdles? And the number he put out was absolutely insane. I mean, it's like world record fast. But when he broke it down of how he was going to shave off a tenth of a second here and, you know, five hundredths of a second there and then work on his form. (laughs) I mean, literally, once he went down how he was going to do it, you're like, wow, "Wow, he's actually probably going to do it. Like, he really formed the path. (laughs) to get there. And it's not a pipe dream at that point. You know, we always say a goal without a plan is just a wish. And I I just, I can't emphasize that enough. And you very clearly have a path built to get where you want to go. So I, I have very little doubt that you'll fail to get there. Oh, I needed to hear that today, Nick, because I was kind of stressful before you called me. I was, I have so many big goals that are dreams right now. And I've just been working on breaking them down into years and months. And it's just made me feel so scared because my goals are so big. So I appreciate you, your support in, in honoring, you know, my process. Well, I'll show, I'll throw one more quote at you just because I'm on a roll today. But if, (laughs) if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And I really believe in that one as well. And it sounds like you've you've set some goals out there that are making you a little nervous. And, and I think that's how you <laughs> that's how you know they're the right ones for you, right? If they weren't making you a little bit scared, they, then you wouldn't be biting off enough. So all right, we'll be right back for the conclusion of this interview. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Kamala here at Rungum. We're so excited to let you know that Rungum can now be found at Target nationwide. Our energy gum is designed to help people make the most of their busy days. And this awesome new partnership is allowing us to reach and inspire so many more people. You can now find run gum in the sporting goods section at a target near you. Now back to the podcast. When you were talking about run gum and I was like, how long, you know, did it take? And you were like four months. I was like, what? Four months. That's like so fast. I know 
how the process takes oh, yeah. so long oh, yeah. and like that's incredible. I'm going to walk you down that path just a little bit. And our listeners might have already heard this from me a time or two before. But what happened in 2014, I was ranked number two in the world at 800 meters. And I was at the very, very pinnacle of my career. And I got a what career-ending injury to my knee. And it took me out the entire season. And oh I, I slipped into this really deep depression. And I, was, I couldn't run. I couldn't make money. You know, I was at the top of my career with really nothing to do but sit around and stare at the ceiling. And I approached my coach, who, who is my business partner today, Sam LaPrey. And I said, Sam, like, I'm having like really negative thoughts in my head, you know, suicidal type thoughts. I'm like, I need to find a way to get out of this rut. And I had had this idea for a caffeinated energy gum called that we were going to call run gum. And he just looked at me and he said, now's the time you have an entire summer, literally three or four <laughs> months with nothing to do, but focus on this business. And I'm, ba- I'm with you a hundred percent of the, of the way. And so that was it. I mean, starting a business, if I had been trying to run that summer would have been impossible, but because we had unlimited time and unlimited passion for this concept, yeah. We were able to get it done in, in what was only four months, which is very quickly, very, very quick to bring a product to market. So that's how we did it. You know, it was one of those things where I had my goals, I had my path, I had my plan, but you're still going to get punched along the way. And yeah. I had to roll with the punches. And fortunately, we put, you know, that time to good use and, and were able to create this business run gum that recently, you know, got launched nationwide with Target. So it, it was one of the, it was a, one of the darkest moments of my life, but led to one of the, you know, the coolest things that has ever happened, which is creating this successful company. That's so awesome. Thanks for sharing this story. I love it. Well, I'm glad you like it. I, I don't tell it too often on this show, but I, I thought that you, maybe you could use, you know, another example of, of people who, you know, uh, there's no, everyone thinks, you know, when I, I look at your, your resume here and I look at your Instagram, a very impressive Instagram account, people need to follow you. Nicole Winhofer will link that in the show notes, but everybody thinks when you see someone successful, that it was literally just this linear path straight up to success. <laughs> and it never, ever is that way. It is an insane roller coaster with ups and downs and bruises and broken bones. <laughs> The people that persevere, they get to where you're at today. And I, I don't want to relive, you know, all the ups and downs of my own life, but I know that there have been some bumps along the way. How do you overcome those obstacles, which I know you must have overcome many to get to where you're at today? Yeah. I think when something goes, you know, not according to plan somewhere in my psyche, I'm like, well, whatever. And I just move on. But then when I don't, if I don't process what actually happened, whether that's I get dropped by an agency or a partner, you know, leaves the business or I get a small injury or I'm not taking care of my diet or whatever could go possibly go wrong. The first thing I do is think of three or five solutions that would do the opposite of what happened. And then I, I just persist. Like it doesn't feel good sometimes. Like my, maybe my ego is bruised or I'm like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Or, Oh, I should be somewhere else. But the thing that overtakes that in me is taking action and applying the solutions and trying them out. And most importantly, the times when I don't believe in myself, I surround myself with people that believe in me. And I think friends and family are a huge support that I'm learning the value of more than ever this year and how much love and belief in a collective consciousness can really help when you're down and out, just like you and your coach, like your coach was like, I'm there with you all the way. Those words can go a million miles. So I think if anyone's facing um, a down point in their career or their business, you know, focus on the solutions and then find at least one person that truly believes in you and their support can help bring you up. Yeah, I, I just, it's so funny as you're saying that I'm like thinking about all the people that we've surrounded with ourselves with here. 
I've got one of my best friends in the world, Camilla LaPray, sitting right next to me. She was one of our guests earlier and Coach Sam and Nathan. And you know, to our listeners out there who are attempting a big audacious goal, whether it's running a marathon or starting a business or anything that, that to you is, is that goal that makes you feel really nervous and a little bit scared, <laughs> the first thing you can do towards building that path is, as Nicole says, surround yourself with positive energy. Surround yourself with, with your own team of cheerleaders, because I guarantee you know, the greatest CEOs and the greatest professional sports players, people with multiple rings on their fingers, they say to themselves, you know, along the way, I had doubts. Even the most successful people in the world, they still have self-doubt, but they've learned how yeah. to deal with that self-doubt. That's what separates them from the people that give into it. Wouldn't you agree with that, Nicole? Yes, Nick, you're giving me goosebumps again. Like your words are just like chill. I'm like staring at my leg and my arms and I'm like all goosebumps. And yes, like, Thank you for saying that self-doubt. Everyone deals with it, but it's what you do with it. And today was one of those rough days I was having in building my empire. And I guess it's a gift that I get to speak on your podcast with you as you're also coaching me and reminding me that there is going to be days with self-doubt and it's okay. And just to analyze it and move on and take action. Absolutely. And and I like the way you say that. It is okay to have those days. And it's not going to last. You just got to ride them out. And that's kind of the, that's the ups and downs of life. But I want to get back into the stuff that you're doing. You So you got the new studio coming out in downtown Soho. Some special videos also. Transformation Nation. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Transformation Nation is a 12-week program that I used on my client, Alexis, who was the client on Khloe Kardashian's Revenge Body Season 2 e-show. And he lost 61 pounds in three months. And all of my fans and people who follow me were asking for those videos because his transformation was just so incredibly pronounced. And so what I did was I packaged those workout videos together and they're available on my website, NicoleWinhofer.com. Each week, there's a new program, amazing playlist, new movements. You might find this weird, but I'm a very spiritual person. So I also work with like the laws of the universe. So each week it connects to the laws of nature, like the first first law of um, universal oneness. And it's a really deep psychological and physical experience when you can connect your physical body, not just to your physical body, but to your mind and your heart and your spirit. So the videos are amazing. They do really well, and I'm really proud of them. And they're available on my website. I just love that you're, you're one of the few people that recognizes the power of connecting the, the spiritual side of yourself to the physical side. So often everyone's like, well, I want to look, you know, I want to look good naked or I want to be more ripped or I want to, you know, do this or that. It's like, yes, those are all great goals, but until you incorporate it into like who you are as a person, how it makes you feel on the hours that you're not working out, just the, even though down to the biochemistry of what's happening in your brain when you work out, once you understand that it becomes such a more transformative process, you enjoy the journey just as much as the end results. And so I, I do appreciate the, you know, like-minded fitness enthusiast who understands those connections. Yeah. And I love that I'm getting support from a, you said you studied biochemistry in school. So I'm not just a metaphysical crazy artist, which I am, but there is, (laughs) there is science to it, right? Nick, like you can measure thought and electromagnetic radiation and emotions. It changes your biochemistry, right? The biggest thing that I learned was the endorphins and they, they, in running, we talk about the runner's high, but you get it when you're when you're dancing or when you're lifting weights. But what is happening is you're actually getting the pleasure receptors in your brain are activating. And people have been said to think clearer. They feel smarter. They feel more energized. You know, 
All, there are so many great things that happen to your body when you exercise. And it's not that you need to go out and do a half marathon, which you know is a, is a great workout in and of itself, but just 30 minutes of movement in the morning, you know, 30 minutes just to wake yourself up. And it can be as simple as walking or a jog or dance or downloading one of your DVDs and subscribing to your, your channel and getting inspiration through that. You know, just get out and be active is what we try to tell everybody. You just got to, you got to get up, you got to get moving. And it's consistency. We always preach consistency here. Set your goals your initial goals low enough that you can strive for consistency before you, you really strive for that end result that you're looking for. Amen. All right. Well, Hey, thank you so much for your time. If people want to follow you, what's the best way for them to do so? They can follow me on my Instagram, which is at Nicole Winhofer, and also on my website, which is NicoleWinhofer.com. And you can email me at Nicole at NicoleWinhofer.com. I love getting feedback, answering questions, and it's pretty easy to remember. So thanks for asking. <laughs> Absolutely. And we will link all of those in the show notes. Nicole, you know, you said you you like having a team around you that supports you. Consider everybody here at Run Gum part of your team. We are your cheerleaders. We're super, super impressed with everything that you've built. And, and we just think the sky's the limit for you just because of the way you live your life, the way you set your goals and, and the way you structure your days. Thanks for seeing me. That feels nice. Thank you. Best of luck with everything that you're about to tackle, Nicole. All right. Thank you. And tell Cam thanks for setting this up as well. I absolutely will. Okay. Bye. Bye, Nicole. A big thank you to everyone for joining us on that episode. If you want to find out more or listen to other episodes, go to rungum.com slash podcast. Also, please make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your preferred player. I'm Nick Simmons, and you've been listening to the Run the Day podcast. Until next time.